0: Hey there, Victoria here and welcome to the Choose to Think podcast. Hey, do you remember the old party line, you know, where five different people at five different houses, they would hear the phone ring, rush to pick it up, and then answer everyone saying, hello, hello, hello. And if the call was for you, well, you'd wait until you thought you heard everyone else hanging up and then you'd hope that your conversation was private. But if you're kind of nosy, like I have been at certain points in my life, you might just hang out a while hoping that nobody would hear you. Or, you know, sometimes you might need to make a call and you go to the phone, you pick it up and uh, you hear a conversation that's in progress and you're like, rats, the line is busy. That's the way it was at my grandmother's house, I remember. But let me tell you, Clubhouse, which is a drop-in audio chat, is celebrating its one year birthday and it's kind of like this. Clubhouse invites you to eavesdrop, but there's no guilt in dropping in and or just leaving at your leisure whenever you'd like. I've heard folks say that this app currently for the iPhone and iPad users only came at such a great time in our history because folks were hungry to socialize, to chat, to talk things over, and to connect. According to an online tech article from CNBC that I just read, matter of fact, it was just published on April the 19th of 2021, it says that This particular phone app, Clubhouse, has been downloaded over 14 million times to date. But let me just give you a perspective on that. An app like TikTok boasts 2 billion downloads. Okay, so there's a comparison. Anyway, for some of you who haven't been able to join the club, so to speak, I thought I'd give my listeners a sneak listen into a recent room that I hosted where folks knew they would be recorded for possible Choose to Think podcast usage. You may remember Joe Dietrich from a former episode of the show. Rebecca Wilcox will be featured very soon on the show. And I met Terry not too long ago in a podcasting group. Also, Judah pipes up. And he and the others form a part of a group I'm in called Life on Fire. Well, you'll hear from a few other folks who popped in and took the mic, but let me tell you, it was a fun conversation. And this was the focus. It was it it kind of just started organically and developed into this, but it was about how do we deal with discouraging or unsupportive folks in our lives. And without further ado, welcome to the room. Come on in, let's listen. often as a as a solopreneur, I really don't like that word, even though I use it a lot, because we are really not solo. We have God with us. And I always want to be mindful of that, that it's not me just flapping my wings and trying to gain some altitude, but that God is with me every single step of the way. And But I do recognize that as we're for me being in business by myself, I'm not married. So I don't have that kind of spousal quote, spousal support or covering, if you will, that, you know, other folks may have, I, I just don't, I just don't have that. But that can't be my focus, or it can't be something that really brings me down just because that's my reality. It may be a little harder in some ways, but it doesn't mean that, You know, I'm in this on my own, although I feel I can understand those feelings. And every business decision is me, prayer, God. Maybe I seek counsel on certain decisions and so forth. And sometimes it gets, there's a little bit of fatigue there. But really, I think the right spirit and the attitude that at least I try to adopt is okay, Lord, what are we going to do? And how are you going to guide me today? And where do you want me to? work over here in the garden as I'm worshiping and toiling alongside you, yoke to Christ. What am I supposed to do over here? What do you want me to do today? So that seems to be a mindset that serves me a little bit better than thinking all the time, oh, I've got to do everything on my own or, oh, I've just, all this is on me or, you know, that kind of stuff weighs me down. So Anyway, I'm not sure why I got off on that tangent, but any thoughts on that, Terry or Rebecca? I
1: have a husband, but he is not supportive whatsoever (laughs) about my podcast or anything I really do in business. I mean, he supports me at home because he doesn't that's a huge help he makes me breakfast lunch and dinner uh, he does the shopping he cleans up so I don't have to worry about any of that but he's not happy with my podcast so he's constantly dinging me about I don't know why you're wasting your time blah 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 so that can bring me down but I don't let it because I know I'm doing the right thing I know there's people out there kick-ass boomers that need me they need to hear my message so I just keep going ahead and I'm trying to learn as much as I can and do the best job i can but i'm pretty much alone in this way too business wise but at least i do have some help at home so i thought i would let you know that
0: yeah and thank you for sharing that because you know i never i I never want to it's it's so funny as a single how you know we all the grass is greener on the other side right and we we often pine away with what we don't have, and we think, oh, that would be just the perfect thing, or if only I had that, and I kind of have to catch myself from doing that, because even in, I'm so sorry about Rico, he is particularly feisty today, um, trying to get something, oh my goodness, I may have to run and get it for him, but he, he is so little, he's climbing, if you can believe this, he is scurrying underneath my dresser, oh, hold on, oh, Rico, Okay. There you go. Happy he There was a little bone or something under there. Oh my goodness. Thank you. I'm so sorry. But anyway, I think I was trying to say that that comparison, it's so easy for me sometimes to think that married couples have it easier or better. And I know that's not true necessarily because either option has its challenges. It's good things. It's bad things, so to speak. So, but it's, I think it would be hard though, Terry, if, if, if my spouse weren't supportive, quote supportive in, in some of those ways, I, I think I would, oh gosh, I think I would strongly prefer that kind of blessing and covering over my life. And I would have to really rein in my thoughts and make sure that I was like you did, you know, itemizing all the wonderful things that your husband does do and the ways that he enjoys supporting you and showing up for you and so forth. I think I would have to spend a lot of time focusing on those things too. So I wouldn't get to be so discouraged about, about the other things. Do you know why he doesn't support the podcast though, that you're
1: doing? Well, I think he doesn't see it as a moneymaker down the road. He sees it. I, I, I sell real estate, too. I've been selling real estate for 17, 18 years now. But I'm trying to phase out because I turned 70 last July, and I don't want to be selling real estate at 80 years old. So I'm kind of trying to pivot. And when you pivot, you have to start building something else. So that's what I'm doing with the podcast, and I'm trying to get the message out to baby boomers. You can pivot. You can try something new. And you want to keep working as long as you can. So if you can't do the one job, find something else that you really love to do and do that. So I think he's just afraid that we won't have enough money. And why don't I just focus on real estate? Why am I not building that? Why am I doing the podcast? So I think it's just fear, basically fear.
0: Gotcha. And that makes a lot of sense to me too. And sometimes you know my kids will ask me how's the podcast doing mom and those sorts of things and they they look at the podcast in terms of its quote success and how much money are you making on the podcast mom you know that kind of thing and i don't know these are my boys who ask me this usually and maybe that's just their particular mindset but i kind of am so grounded in how much I enjoy doing the podcast and 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 I explain that to them and how it's rewarding to me and I meet so many interesting people and together we get to talk about God and what God's doing in our lives and we get to look at obstacles and struggles and hardships and reframe them into a into a biblical worldview or we encourage and refresh each other and and they're like oh yeah mom you really like that and and then they kind of kind of get a little bit of a picture of of what it is that that I'm doing but I think it's curious that some folks that, that they term like success with you know with the the money factor and and I can understand what what your husband is saying too that sounds like you've got a good good handle on on what he's how he's processing all of that so yeah, what about you, Rebecca? Any, you want to chime in here?
2: You know, and Terry, I just want to say how much I love what your platform is. In the last uh, eight years, a lot has changed, but now doing the coaching and my passion for that is what drives me. But I just wanted to share this with y'all listening to your individual stories. And I have a second chance soulmate that I am so thankful for. We've been married 22 and a half years and online is, we had the funeral home and he's he's 70 and he's retired from that. And he doesn't understand everything I do, but he supports me in everything I do. And like right now he's run to hot springs, 40 minutes away to pick up shipping boxes for my Amazon products. But I am so thankful, and I think if we can just, regardless if we're alone or if we have someone that doesn't quite get it or, in my case, does, even though he's not part of it, is just be thankful, be grateful for, look for those things that we can be grateful for. My husband and I learned that from Brene Brown a couple of years ago when we listened to, I think it was her TED Talk. And she said, it's the story that she and her husband, or that she was telling herself about her husband. And I, and we have learned to do that instead of getting defensive on something being said, I'll go to him and I'll say, this is the story that I'm telling myself about what you're, what you're saying to me. And that gives him the opportunity to, to to tell me no that really isn't because trust me it's happened and it has it has diffused the situation so much faster doing that but that and that's just a little thing that uh that I had that we've learned and I just want to tell both of y'all that you're your passion and your purpose and is is fabulous and uh i love how you are consistently taking action every single day
0: joe why don't you chime in i know you kind of caught just a little bit of our conversation but anything that you glean that you might want to share joe
3: yeah yeah thank you thank you victoria for uh, allowing me to come on and you know Joe Dietrich. I'm a leadership coach. I retired for 22 years from the military. This is my first year of retirement from the military, but not retired from life. I got to, I, I always got to remember that. But no, no, I love your, I love your topic that you're discussing about. You know, when we have an idea or a dream that's in our heart, that's God's given to us, and we want to pursue it, but sometimes it's true um our family or people that are close to us might not be on board or think that we're crazy <laughs> to even pursue what we're doing. And for for me, uh, my wife you know she's been my cheerleader uh, you know and and everything and it what the problem with me was is that I was in the military and I had these ideas and I was sharing them with some of them who I who I consider to be a mentor and that mentor told me I don't think you should do that I don't because I don't think you can you can talk to people or go out there and speak and whatever and you know that that kind of dropped a bomb on my on my psyche a little bit and my ego because on one hand I had my wife you know she she was you know she's my cheerleader and everything else and and i took for granted what my wife was saying because i was like yeah she's my wife she has to encourage me." <laughs> but in reality no she she didn't have to but then the person who i was actually looking up to in leadership dropped the bomb on me uh, and, and it hurt me for a little bit but the thing was and as someone someone encouraged me after that another mentor they're like look if god puts something on your heart He put it on your heart. He didn't put it on that other person's heart. And that other person that might be challenging you by their lack of vision, their lack of seeing the future, their lack of whatever is going on in their life, because they couldn't see themselves maybe be a leadership coach or have a podcast. They're projecting their shortcomings that they're thinking upon you. Now, it's not like that all the time. Some people just don't want you to get hurt, and they're they're putting their good intentions of, well, I don't want them to to go out there and try it, and they're going to fall flat on their face, and then they're going to feel hurt, whatever. And they're, they're just trying to be nice, but not in a way that's actually being supportive. And as we know as coaches, sometimes you do have to take that step of faith and say, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and do it. If God put it on my heart, you know what? He's going to give me the provisions. He's going to give me the people that I need to talk to, to make this thing happen, whatever it is, X, Y, Z. And you know what? And just from my, my experiences, um, if I would have listened to that person that told me not to do it, I wouldn't have been able to sit back a year later and say, Wow. You know what? I, I, I was able to reach over a thousand different leaders, not just through my podcast, not just doing what I do as a coach, but also on other platforms. There's people that are closest to you that have the best intent for you might say some things to discourage you, but you have to remember what you're doing. Is it about you? or is it about something bigger and for me it was it was about something bigger that i wanted to be a part of to be along that ride to see how people can get changed whether and i made mistakes along the way but you know what i learned from it and it's been just such a joyous year even though it was during the pandemic that i can look back and say you know what i didn't let things stop me And I went with what God told me to do and people's lives were changed for the better.
0: We share a lot about, you know, I talk about thoughts because our thoughts create our emotions and our emotions in turn dictate in many ways our actions. And so we want to always start with our thoughts if we really want to change our behavior down the road. And I I haven't talked a lot about what other people are thinking or things they may say or speak over us because we have the power of life and death in our tongue and sometimes it's someone that we love even speaking something over us that is not encouraging or life-giving i talk a ton and my guests and i we talk a lot about the thoughts we're telling ourselves and those, those lies and self-defeating thoughts. But it's so curious to me today to kind of shift that perspective and discuss how we deal with, with what other people are thinking and what they may be saying and whether they're encouraging or not encouraging to us in our own personal journey. And you pulled out so many really wise nuggets and points, Joe, as you were just sharing your story, which is such a great example of sticking tight and close to what God says and that fire that he has placed inside your soul, so to speak. You stuck to that and you allowed that to guide you instead of just accepting what was spoken to you as truth and clinging to that and then allowing that to take you in a far different direction in your life. So so curious the, about the impact of what other folks are saying. So I think it's Judah. I'm so grateful that you that you've come to the into the room and you've stepped up on stage. Judah, you have the mic. Welcome to the room.
4: Thank you, Victoria. Um, hello, all Jose, Terry, today. Um, I appreciate you even bringing me on your platform, Victoria. Um, and just to hear Jose's heart and what he was saying, I connect with it so much. And it's it's funny how God does things because literally today, um, well, I've met most of you all through Life on Fire. Um, and it was, I was just talking with another brother from um, the Life of Fire community about how God strategically does things. And um, I know specifically today, I actually struggle with that, Jose. Just those limiting beliefs that, um, you know, we were taught and through LOF and how I thought, you know, once you conquer one limiting belief that, you you know, and you you took a step towards purpose or destiny that it kind of was like conquered in every area but i found out today that it's a continual pushing past those limiting beliefs and you don't even understand um that you actually still have those those things that are um a part of your subconscious i know today um that the, um our heavenly father had to show me um there was something i was struggling with today and it was like why do you believe that about success um and I'll, t- I'll get into detail um, just so you understand the context of where I'm coming from. Like, I, I always believe that if you reached a certain point, if people loved you, um, you know, if, if people loved you to a certain point or, or success came to you to a certain point, that it would tear you away from God. And I, and I and I was like, where did that come from? And then I didn't even realize that it was things that were spoken um, when I was a child, just in in con- conversation with adults and didn't understand that that went into my subconscious and I started to believe it and and then it plays out in the way I'm approached situations and things in my adult life and I'm, I'm like okay why am I believing that if I you know if it's if, if I reach a certain level of success or if, if if people start to love me to a certain point that it'll actually ruin me and it'll take me out of um, God's plan or you know hit for my life and I had to realize it was it was things that were spoken and um, I didn't understand that, you know, and then I'm um, just doing a study on neurology. And- of of what we believe is made up of the conscious mind, and how 99 the other 90% is made up of the subconscious mind. And so just to to intentionally go against those beliefs, go against um, those things that were spoken that comes up that don't align with the word of God, but to actually um, believe that what God says in his word concerning success, concerning our love life, concerning our health, our wealth, all those things that we can have it, you know, that it's it's not as long as it, it, it aligns with his will and his word that we can have those things. Um, and so I see myself like even in a, I have an offer, um, coming up in May to appear on national television. And it literally scares it scares me because, like I said, those limiting beliefs made me believe growing up that if, if those kind of opportunities came, that it would ruin me. But to see that it's a door that God opened and that if he opened the door, that I can walk through it. And, it. and I just, I thank you, Jose, for sharing that today because it's helping me see, like I said, that God wants good things for us. He wants us to be in good health. He wants our soul to prosper. He wants us, you know, He wants he wants us to prosper as his children. And um, I just I thank you for having this space, Victoria. I'm Judah and I yield to Mike.
0: Judah, thank you so much. What a powerful testimony you have shared. And thank you for being transparent and for being open. And I think it's what you said about success some people even have that regarding money and maybe it's, you know, the two of them together, like success and wealth and how Christians ought not want to have money because that's just like, you know, not a good thing or the root of all evil as some people quote that sort of thing. And so, you know, I think the Bible says it's the desire for money, right? Am I right on that? Anybody?
4: Right. The love of money.
0: Yeah. 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 And the same would be like if we loved or idolized success, then that would be misordered love in our heart. And it could be idolatry in that case. But the way you seem to be approaching this, Judah, and you humility and your desire in seeking God's heart, it's so refreshing even to hear that. And I just know that our Heavenly Father will keep you on that track. And if you kind of start, you know, maybe veering off just the teeniest bit, He's just going to say, hey, son, and just kind of nudge you back on to where you need to be. And to you know let letting you know that he is with you every single step of the way and that he will guide you and you're after his heart and you're seeking him first and he's number 1 in your heart and and all those other areas are important but but you invite God in and what a what a beautiful testimony thank you so much for sharing that uh Joe you want to pipe in?
3: No oh, I I'm so excited judah for your opportunities that is so awesome and fear will try so hard to get you to stop what god is trying to do in your life so i'm i'm encouraged by you judah keep that keep that in your in your mind as best as you can forward in your mind that look this message that i have is going to change people's lives and it's not about me it's not, it's, it's never about us. It's always about that next person who is going to be coming along the ride, our fellow traveler, to bring glory to God's name, to help somebody to get out of the muck that they're in, or whatever the case may be. And that is that, and, and it's hard, you know, it, just like you, Judah, hey, it happens to the best of us. Uh, I was reading an article in, in Harvard Review where even fortune 500 CEOs start doubting themselves. And you, you would think someone who's at the pinnacle of success would not have doubts, will not have cynicism about what they're doing. You know, and, and it happens to the best of us work. And, and, and that's where I find comfort because Jesus tells us most boldly, he's like, look, come to the father, our refuge, Whenever we need wisdom, he says to come to him and he gives generously without condemnation. So that's that is uh, what I want to encourage you with, brother, because, man, it is so exciting to see, to hear what you just said, that you're going to be on television, bringing it, bringing your message. And always to have that in front of you is like, look, this is something that God wants me to do. It's so exciting. Someone is going to get touched, whether it's one or a thousand. But he that is within me is greater than he that is in the world, and we are overcomers. And, uh, brother, I'm so excited. Look, I, and, and, I, and I'm just going to say, whenever you get your link or advertisement, please send it to me. And I'm going to send it out to my men's group, send it out to my page, because uh, I want to make sure that, that I can aid in bringing your message to those that need to hear it, because there's, there's somebody in my group that probably needs to hear it, too but,
0: uh, I'm Joe and I'm done for now. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for that, Joe. And Judah, what is it that you actually do? What is your business or your, your offer? What are, what are you up to?
4: The offer that I'm, that I have in May coming up in May has uh, more to do with my ministry rather than my business. Um, so I'm a singer songwriter. Um, and it's a, so I, I, I write, I write music, I um, and I sing it, and um, so that's what that opportunity is for. But for business-wise, my wife and I, we've started a relationship podcast called Faith Over Fear, Growth Talks with the Gores, and what it does is just tells our testimony of how we've overcome in the last seven years of our marriage on um, different pitfalls that I feel a lot of young people face but really, really don't talk about. So we just discuss our um you know, our journey and how we got through and how we're approaching our eighth year um, just to kind of give them a, a younger, you know, marriages, uh, a heads up on things that they can avoid just to that they don't have to go through that we that we struggle through.
0: That sounds wonderful. And I'm just like, Joe, if you'll pass that link somehow off to us or to me for whatever you may be doing, I would I would love to help promote you as well. And Terry, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking about how your question and your transparency at the very beginning of the conversation, when we even opened this room, we were talking about, okay, how to do a, a club on Clubhouse and, and all of that. And then we went to the support that we that we get that we may get or may not get from our family members and our friends and and then so many wonderful stories have been told just based around our identity and yes we do value external counsel and we need coaching and support but it doesn't mean that everything we have coming our way is lined up with what God would say or his word his truth and And so what a wonderful conversation. I have so enjoyed this. Terry, would you like to come back in and and have any more thoughts about anything that you've heard or any encouragement you've had?
1: It was great listening to other people's stories. And I would like to say that The reason I know the podcast is what I'm supposed to do, it's my passion. It's what God wants me to do. So you just need to forge ahead and keep doing it. He will bring people into your life that will support you, even though my husband doesn't give me that kind of support for the podcast. He supports me in other ways, but people will be brought into your life. You know, I know I'm going to get where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be there to help other people, baby boomers, especially. And that's what I'm going to do. So yes, today was very powerful listening to other people's stories as well.
0: We were just really kind of in a nutshell discussing how how we manage and how we navigate Chasing our life's dream and the passion that God has put into our hearts and our mission, so to speak, as we walk out our days here on earth and attempt to bring God all the glory and all of our adventures and endeavors and how sometimes we meet up and we bump up against a little bit of resistance. And it could be resistance within our family, our friends, our, you know, just the community at large or and it might even be a comment that someone says that is a little bit discouraging or that puts a little bit of, you know, water on the fire, so to speak, and, and kind of uh, hits us in a real flat kind of way, and, and maybe just discourages us a little bit. And so a lot of our conversation has been about how to navigate that, how to handle that. And basically, we concluded that we need to have our eyes on God, and He is our vision. He is our source. He is our why. He's our reason. He's our purpose. And we are chasing after Him. And as we, you know, are on fire for the the mission that He's given us, He will give us. Well, He has given us His spirit, and He will continue to give us His strength and guide us every step along the way. So we really just were talking about how we processed some of the the external bumps, you know, or comments or discouragement that, that may come our way and i have a a proverb here that i keep on my coaching notebook that says the generous will prosper those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed and that I cling to that a little bit because sometimes it is kind of something that you said, Judah, you know, you kind of feel guilty or I'm putting, these are my words now, but sometimes I feel guilty because I'm having so much fun or because I'm enjoying so much what I'm doing. And I'm like, is this okay? Someone wants to pay me to chat with them and to encourage them and coach them and help them be forward focused and, and focus on God and so forth. And, and it, it kind of, I'm like, is this okay? And, and then I, I look back at this verse and I'm like, this is such a biblical principle. Number one, the generous will prosper. This is the model that Nick and Megan have so you know, given us and shown us and demonstrated in their ministry that it's a give, 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 give. And they're so generous in their approach. And so I'm like, okay, I want to be that way too. And the Bible says that the generous will prosper. And that's a good thing. That's something, you know, God's involved in all of that. And then those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. So it's no wonder that as I aim in my ministry and in my business to serve others and to bless others, that I'm also being blessed and there's nothing to feel guilty about. So I want to really thank all of you for coming on here and joining this room. And and actually, Joe, if you don't mind, I would love it if you would just pray us out of the room, if you don't mind.
3: Lord we just thank you for your wonderful grace thank you for your tender mercies and thank you Lord God that we can come together and iron sharpening iron in, in this in this uh, room here I just uh, pray and declare over each and every person here that your wonderful grace will shower over them, refresh them each and every day Father God like it says in your word that your mercies are, are good and daily each and every morning Father God that we can come to you we can connect with you and seek your wisdom and seek your grace in our daily life. Help us to see those opportunities out there, Father God, to be able to refresh others so we can be refreshed. Help us in, Lord God, your great goodness, your goodness and grace, Father God, be led by your Spirit, in touching others. And bless this day, Father God, as we continue on. Your safety be with us as we look to you as our strength and our source. In Jesus' name.
0: And that's a wrap, brain changer. Thank you so much for tuning in and please stay in touch. Come on over to my website. It's VictoriaDWalker.com. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Chao.